0: Hello, good morning, church. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shoot you. The, at the end of this, you're going to be shot. Just be happy about it. It's going to be fun for me, less for you. But uh, it is great to be with you. Um, I just want to say, Ams, because you're my friend. Thank you so much for, for that moment there. I loved it. What it was, it was beautiful is when she fell down, I had a moment the other day where I was kitesurfing. Don't worry, we're gonna build you back up in a moment. But I was kite surfing in and there was a whole crew of people watching. And this is how what my coming in was gonna look. This is how it worked in my head. I would ride in on my kite, flick up my board, catch it, and run up the, run up the beach to like Baywatch music. I don't know, that was, that was the plan. That was what was going on here. What actually happened, was I rode in the shore break? Caved away. I flicked the board. It almost hit me in the head. I went sliding in on the sand, face first, and uh, and my mates laughed for days. That, that was what happened. But uh, I felt like that word was so spot on. That stake that holds the vine together, and you are a blessing. It is so cool to to have you in our community. But uh, I need a bucket. So where's where's the buckets are gone? Someone fetch me a bucket, please. I want I want to tell you about We Are Durban uh, before I dive into the sermon. So, you give, uh, well, this church gives about just under five hundred thousand rand a year to We Are Durban. So, in the last eight months, it's about three hundred twenty thousand rand that you've given. We Are Durban that like makes them operational. We Are Durban in the last wrong bucket. Oh oh thank you. We are Durban has has given 1.68 million in the last 8 months. So that's like you invest one day invest thank you so much 500,000 rand. I mean 500%. What is 500,000? They 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 just bless. Whatever you give that's like good interest. Whatever you give they take and multiply hugely. And not only that they they help by putting the best of our people into NGOs to upskill those NGOs so they can do a better job. 240 NGOs are doing better because of We Are Durban. We've invested 1,005 man hours since February from professionals into those NGOs to make them better. They're rocking it. Be happy. Here's what Linda asked me to do. She said, Ross, we're at 200 buckets or 180 or something. We can only feed one school with 200 buckets. We need 750 buckets to put into kids' hands. So this is what I'm doing. I'm buying my buckets today. I'm taking my kids to those schools so that they can put them in the hands of other kids who are going to feed their families with the buckets for Christmas. We need to get 750. So we're at 200, 750. We've got like a week and a bit. Church, I'm going to ask that you are so generous that we work through are determined to bless our city, especially those without food. Can we do that? Yes. yes. Amen. Well done. You, d- you look less convinced, but anyway. I'm going to tell you one more story, and then I really am going to preach. So I went to a conference on, on Thursday um, when I should have been sermon prepping, and uh, this Grant Crawford, who... who um, As a mate of mine, as an apostolic voice into this church, he gets up and he he calls a guy whose name is Murdoch. I kid you not. He says, Murdoch, come up here. And he says, quickly tell the story about what you're doing with this game that's training entrepreneurs. And he tells a story and lots of people getting trained. Amazing. And then he says, then Grant says, now tell me the story about your son. So he says, when my son was in grade four, he started his first business which means that my son's in grade five, he's underachieving. But anyway, he started his first business, and this was the business. You can't do this. So don't copy him. Uh, he, he went around to municipalities and took photos of water meters. And then he would send the photo in for 50 rand a photo, which is a good business. And, and anyway, he, he sent them in, started his first business, and then his dad taught him, you've got five pockets. You've got a tithing pocket. You've got a saving pocket you got an investing pocket, you got a giving pocket, and you got a living pocket. Okay, so five jars. And so what this kid would do is he would take his money, put them into the five jars. Every single month, put five jars, five jars, five jars. One day, this kid is in grade eight or nine, I think, and a lady in the church, they find out this lady in the church has been beaten up by her husband, horrible case of gender-based violence, and, uh, and she's kind of on the streets. This kid goes, dad, I've got my giving jar. I want to pour this out into her life. So dad goes, cool, it's your giving jar. So he goes with 21,000 Rand, buys her a whole bunch of new stuff and sets her up in a new apartment in grade eight or nine. How cool is that? That is just awesome. Let's be like that. Now let's talk about Thanksgiving. You know, um, I, I'm, now I'm going to preach. I, uh, during COVID, I, I realized, like, there was so much negativity around. I just thought to myself, I have to start developing habits. Sorry, excuse me. I have to start developing habits to make myself a whole lot more positive because the negativity is kind of, like, draining me. And so I started... Just reading certain things. I started putting the right people around me, engaging in social media in the right ways. And I I started to just, I had little, little sayings that basically things like, behind every problem there is an opportunity. Just little things that I kept driving into my life, finding the right people with good stories. And over time, what I started to build was habits that cultivated positivity and opportunity in my brain. Incredible, helped me solve many things. At the same time, I was there were people leaving. My, some of my best mates left to go overseas, and a whole bunch of like loss was happening through COVID. And I, I said to my psychologist, the one day, I said, "Man, I'm just feeling so much pain, aren't And she said to me, "But what about giving thanks for what's close in here?" And so I started. Waking up in the morning and just I began the habit of thank you, Lord for. And, and recently, you know, we had the floods; half my house washed down into the other half. And, and anyway, we we put it all back and we started planting plants all over this bank. And uh, I I started waking up in the morning, going out at what for some of you would would call an ungodly hour, and uh, you turn left, right, <laughs> go forward. I love those moments. <laughs> Come to this church. We'll rip you off. <laughs> so what I'd do is wake up really early. I'd go outside, and I started this habit. I'd look at this bank, which is mostly brown with little shoots coming out. And I just started going, Lord, I planted, but thank you that you water, and the rain's been beautiful. And I plant, God, but, but you make this thing grow. And, Lord, I put it there, and there's lots of brown, but I can see lots of green. And then I I started going, and, Lord, thank you for my marriage. I almost tanked it, but, God, you took it, and you made it into something so beautiful. And, Lord, thank you for my son. He's unbelievably tricky to lead, but I'm actually starting to like him because of you. (laughs) I love my boy. And thank you for my little daughter because she's an absolute delight. And thank you, God, that I tried to discipline and nurture my middle girl who's just a force of nature and you just made her incredible. And I go, and thank you, Lord, for that friend who's just been with me through the toughest of tough. And thank you, God, for that person who's just joined us. And thank you, God, for the life you added. You know what begins to happen? The habit produces gratitude because thanksgiving always produces gratitude, an act produces a feeling, and I, I then just dwell in the afterglow of the feeling, and then I'll start reading my Bible. That has happened week after week, month after month, for ages, until this week. This week, I'm just confessing my sins before you. This week, I had one too many bad conversations. if I have one too many bad conversations, it's just like, I call it like stock take week, where you just look at what you have and your problems, and you just go. I just had one too many conversations with one too many people who are realists. I hate those don realists. They just they name the issue for what it is and it's it's just like having a conversation about school fees and budgeting with your wife. It's just afterwards you feel warm and fuzzy. No. <laughs> it's just horrible. And by the end of the week I was so upset and I was like, "God, I used to be your favorite." There was just favor everywhere. Now there's just problems everywhere. Like I've had enough pruning. There's enough, enough character development. We've done enough now. God, we can bring the favor back. Any of you ever get there? Yeah. When, when you get into that space of a cycle of thought, you, you start thinking about a problem, and one problem leads to another problem, another problem, and then, and then you realize the cycle has become a cyclone. Because all you guys know that person. If you surf, you're out in the sea, it's going beautifully, and then that oak comes in, and a weather pattern changes as he arrives. You've all been around that person. You've all been that person. Because when we allow thoughts to get out of hand and out of control, they become cyclones. And those cyclones, they don't just affect our day. They erode our souls, and you need some weapons to deal with them, because if you don't deal with them, what they become is demonic, because it's very easy to find a person in a cyclone for a demon to just throw another thought, another thought, another thought, and soon you're starting to go, why am I still living? Many of us have been there, and for all you other great people who just never have these problems, um, this message is for you to tell another person. Excited for both of you. Okay, I want to read from a text. And I'm going to talk today, then I'm going to shoot you, about the weapon of thanksgiving. Philippians 4, verse 4 to 10 says this Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I want to just quickly rabbit trail. You can either have peace, supernatural peace, or you can have understanding, but you can't have both. You can either have supernatural peace or understanding, but you can't have both. See, most of us want the understanding. I want to understand, God, where the money is coming from so I can have peace. Keep going. That was better than you gave me a response for. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. I want to talk about how you fire this weapon of thanksgiving. Timo, can you just take out nice bullets from there? It starts, well, it ends off with this concept. Whatever is good and noble and worthy of praise, think about these things. So here's here's how you load the weapon of thanksgiving. You meditate, yeah, yeah, just, just, you meditate, yeah, that's fine. Just keep them coming. You meditate, don't be too, It doesn't have to be perfect. Brew, can you give me some? This is going slow. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. You you meditate every time you every time you have a thought, a good thought, where you go, "Man, we beat Italy. (laughs) Not amazing, but it was like, man, my wife was such a legend today. Man, life is in color for me today." Man, the surf was firing this week. Wow, God did something. My son actually passed his exams. Jesus gave me a word. It's carried me. That man's test me about his son. It's inspired me. I have life and grace. You know what I'm doing? I'm loading up my weapon. And the more I load it, you can give me two more. The more... I load it; the more effective. Oh, sorry, the more effective life is going to be. And so, I load it. There's a second part to loading it. It says, "Rejoice in the Lord always." That rejoice word—it's a—it's a beautiful word. It, it's very difficult to translate, though. So it's translated two different ways. The one way is salute with joy. So this morning I saw two people. I saw one man who came back to church for the first time after two years because he lost his wife during COVID. When he walked in, I saw his face. Something in my heart just exploded and I went and hugged that oak. I think he needs a chiropractor now. I squeezed him, and I told him how much I missed him and loved seeing him today. That was a salute of joy. There's another lady she's moved down to, to Scotborough, and she is so she has been so utterly. Loyal, faithful, gracious, incredible in this church. She's taught my wife and kids pottery. She's just served. When she came in, I just grabbed hold of her and I saluted her with joy. That's rejoice. There's another translation of the word rejoice. It's moderator. It feels like the opposite word. Moderator, to moderate. There's a time where the disciples have been sent out two by two, 72 of them sent out two by two. They come back and they are rejoicing. They're going, Jesus, you should have seen what happened. I prayed for this dude and he was healed. I preached to that dude, he was saved. I spoke to those demons and even the demons listened to your voice and they are stoked. Do you remember what Daddy Downcare did? Downer, not Downcare, Donna. Jesus goes, Cool, but don't rejoice about that. Rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. Which is like, what's up with you, dude? Why are you in such a bad mood? What's he doing? Rejoice means moderator. You know what Jesus is doing? Jesus is putting our highs into perspective so that our lows don't destroy us. Here's what he's saying. Here's what he's saying. Thank you. He's going, me coming through on your best day pales into insignificance with me coming through on the cross. Your eternity in me is so utterly glorious that it makes your promotion in the company look like a nothing. And if your mind is not set on the fact that I have you for eternity and I care for you, and though you're walking on this tightrope of life, you're gonna trip and fall and my grace is gonna bounce you back up and I'm gonna look after you. Though you're going through life and you've got all these highs and lows and moments where you get promoted and moments where you get retrenched and moments when you're winning everything you can and moments where you're losing weight, though you're going through life like this and it feels like this, when you put it into the perspective of eternity, it's literally just this. He's moderating because he's trying to get us to understand that the ultimate joy of our lives will not come in what we taste on earth. He's trying to get us to put everything in perspective because otherwise you get too high and you get too low and you yo-yo your way through life. And so he says, rejoice, rejoice. In the Lord always, I say it again, rejoice. Let your joy come from the Lord always, and I tell you again, rejoice. And then he says this. He says, be anxious for nothing. So we've loaded the thing. I think with this gun, if I actually try to load it, I might shoot someone. Ah, there we go. You're going down. (laughs) It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Now, let me just try and interpret this. Most people, when they read this, they go, don't be anxious, but, which means I have to do something else if I don't want to be anxious. But what they hear is with prayer, which is prosenio, it, it means worship, really. With worship and supplication, which means asking, and thanksgiving. That's how they read it. With these three things, present your curse before God. It doesn't say that. What it says is, with prayer and supplication, with worship and asking, by, sorry, these two, with thanksgiving. So here's what it's saying. When you ask God, do it with thanksgiving. When you're interceding, do it with thanksgiving. When you are worshiping, do it with thanksgiving. When you are in any conversation with God, do it with thanksgiving. When you are crying out to God because it feels so hard and life has smacked you in the, do it with thanksgiving. Let thanksgiving permeate every single aspect of your prayer life, every single thing you do. Because if you don't do that, something will break. Now this brings a problem. Because I have one mate who's got cancer and it looks terminal. And I've got another mate who went to prison and he's out now, but the chances of him going back are high. And I've got another mate who's lost his business. How do I pray with thanksgiving with three tragedies around me? How do you do that? Because that's what it's saying do it with thanksgiving. You remember when the disciples go to the cross and they see Jesus? And because they see him on the cross, they look at him and they go, How could God use this for good? And they run away. You know what's going on there? They don't believe this scripture. Let me show you the scripture in Romans 8. It says this. You know the scripture. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Leave that up. They're looking at the cross, they're looking at Jesus, and they're looking and going, there is no way God can use this moment for good. This is too bad. And when you're looking at tragedy, generally, the way you look at it is, there is no way God can use this moment for good. It is too bad. And you try to run which is what the disciples do. They run away from Jesus. But what they didn't know was that their greatest tragedy was the world's greatest miracle. And they would spend the rest of their lives thinking about that miracle. The worst day that they had ever had would become the moment that they anchored their entire lives upon because God used the greatest tragedy to work the greatest good. And so when we pray for things that are going wrong, we do it like this. God, thank you that you work all things for good, whether I lose him or don't lose him, you will work it for good. Whether it goes well or doesn't go well, uh, you will work it for good. I'm going to pray full of faith because you will work it for good. In every situation, whether I understand it or not, I, I pray with Thanksgiving because you always work it together for good, and man, that is hard. It is so hard. But if you want this weapon to fire, you've got, you got to do it. <laughs> Did you think I was going to miss? It's actually jammed. He's lucky. You've got to do it with Thanksgiving. You've got to look at your worst situations with Thanksgiving. Because It'll give you a life. You've got to become like a child again who looks at Dad and goes, Dad, I have no idea how you're going to get me through this, but you're going to get through this. I took my little boy across the harbor the one day. It was a little bit of a rookie era. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was paddling. We were fishing. Went across the harbor, which is illegal, so don't tell anyone. And then a ship started coming. And my dad, I mean, my boy looked at me, and he said, Dad, are we going to get, out of here before the ship comes, and I said, of course, my boy, and then I thought to myself, I am going to paddle so fast, this is going to be like a 500cc motor going down here, and (laughs) we snuck, (laughs) we snuck past, it. it was amazing, but the Heavenly Father who knows all things, looks at your tragedy right now, and He goes, I know all you see is a tragedy, but I've been working things for good since before time began. And I'm not gonna stop working things for good. And if you'll just trust me with this one thing, you'll be able to get through this situation because I will carry you with a peace that surpasses understanding. You can have peace or you can have understanding, but you can't have both. I'll give you my peace. Then you gotta shoot. You're so lucky, UX. That this is jammed. I'm so upset. I had a shooting. Now it's jammed. Let's reload. See if I can shoot, UX. Oh yes. Oh. Ah. Oh. No, it's not shooting, man. It gave me a bad bullet. See, I want to end this this sermon. With Thanksgiving, because friends, I think some of you are in cyclones that have become demonic, and I want this to be this service to be a weapon that pulls you out. Thanksgiving is not just supposed to pop you out of bad hormones; it's supposed to be a spiritual weapon that pops you out of demonic mess. And so, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to stand. We're going to start giving thanks. And I'm going to ask you to do it as though you're not a lot of white people. Okay. So, you colored people, you take the lead here. Black people follow. Indians, then whites, you catch up. This is how it's going to be. And you just start wherever you start and you go, thank you, God. That you put me into a family, and thank you God for this church, and thank you God for that friend, and thank you God that I have a roof over my head, and thank you God that I got food on the table, and thank you God that I had enough money to buy milk and honey's coffee, and thank you God that I'm with people who serve, and thank you God that that person gave me a word, and thank you God that when I was discouraged, that person came and came alongside of me, and thank you God that you have put the sun to shine today, and you've put the rain to water at night, and thank you God for the sea that's almost clean, and let sewage is going in and thank you God and you just keep thanking God, can we stand and start thanking God because we want to fire some bullets and so we're going to pray out our thanks okay, I've started it, you need to keep keep this thing going All right. thank you God for my son and thank you God for my daughter and thank you God for my mom thank you God for my dad and thank you for the city Lord, a little bit louder, you can do this Thank you, Jesus, that in my terrible times, God, you gave me words that got me through. And thank you, God, that my business looked like it was going to collapse, but you carried it. And thank you, God, for the men who give me vision and the women who give me encouragement. And thank you, God, for the mothers in this house. And thank you, God, for the fathers in this house. And thank you, God, for the friends. And thank you, God, for what worship has done in my soul. And thank, Come on, thank, thank. You can do this. Speak it out. Thank you, God. If you're struggling to thank, you don't have enough bullets. You need to put some more in. Thank you, Jesus, for life. And thank you, God, for grace. You guys really need to fire some. Look, I've got a gun now, I'm just, just doing this. It's just wonderful. Oh, I got him too. That was brilliant. I got him two shots. Church as you, as you go today, if you will see Thanksgiving as a weapon, and you will allow God to help you meditate on the good things of your life, you'll load your weapon. And if you will moderate it with a picture of what Christ did for you, you will load it effectively. And if you will pray supplication with supplication and thanksgiving with thanksgiving, you will give power to it. And then if you will express it, you will move demonic control over your life and you'll release grace and peace that surpasses understanding. So today, go in gratitude and express it in thankfulness and watch what God does in your life. Go do it louder than you did in church because you were shy. (laughs) And may God bless you and fill you and restore things that have been stolen from you And may grace flow so powerfully that you will know that my God is working all things for good for those who love Him and are called according to His purposes. Amen. 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 God bless.